And a very good Monday morning, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Oh, the Pain podcast. It is a Monday. It is August 29th. Also, my daughter Lauren's birthday. She's 43. She's getting old. Happy birthday to her. It is Monday, August 29th. And it, of course, is uh, 2022. And the Joe Beningo Oh, the Pain podcast is brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget, a week from this coming Friday, Our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. John Jastrzemski will be with us. Brian Costello, you want to check it out. The Hackensack Brewing Company, also a needed discount tire in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey. And we welcome back DraftKings as our sponsor again as we get ready for the football season. All right. We'll start out. We're going to start with the Mets. you know, they lose this one nothing game to the crummy Rockies yesterday. And, and let's be honest, okay? I'm a little concerned about them, all right? A little, I, mean, I don't want to say majorly concerned, but I didn't like what I saw this week. You know, the two losses, after they had that great come-from-behind win to beat the uh, Phillies last week in Philadelphia on Sunday, that 10-9 game, and Mark Canna having a big game and all of that. You know, after that, they lose those two games to the Yankees, where they scored a total of four runs in the two games and the losses to the Yankees. And really, certainly in the first game of that series against Domingo Herman, they looked like they were in a hurry to get out of town. I mean, you know, you know, all year long, the Mets MO has been running up the deep counts, deep counts on the, uh, deep pitch counts on the starting pitches. And, you know, the guy's got the starting pitches, got a hundred pitches by the fifth inning. And that's kind of been the Mets MO all year. In that game against Herman last Monday, a week ago today, they looked like uh, they couldn't wait to get out of town. And it was kind of the same thing yesterday against the Rockies, and they lose that one nothing game. They were swinging at first pitches all over the place. They did hit some hard balls. But, you know, we've seen a little bit too much of that this week. They scored two runs in both games in the losses to the Yankees. And then even in the winning three out of four against Colorado, I mean, every game was life and death. On Thursday night with the Grand pitching, they won three to one. Uh, then they had that seven six come from behind game where they almost lost. Uh, you know, Cannon got the big hit to tie it, and then Alonso won it in the ninth inning. They won that game seven to six. Right, they did score seven runs in that game. They came back, scored only three runs on old time as they Saturday behind David Peterson. Even though they won that game, a big game for Nimmo with a home run and a double to drive in a run in that game. And then yesterday they got nothing. They got like three hits yesterday. Against this guy, I know he's their best starting pitcher for Colorado, but still, I mean, it was terrible. They hit some balls. They've hit a lot of balls to the warning track recently that are not going out. You notice that? And I know this team doesn't hit a lot of home runs, and maybe that's a concern. I, you know, Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Alonzo's hit only a couple home runs seemingly in, in a month. You know, he's got 31. I mean, you know, he's, he had about 24. I think he had 24 at the All-Star break. Lindor's like in a one-for-20 funk. Can he get a big hit? He hasn't got a big hit in a while. He ain't got any hits in a while, Lindor. They need to get something going here offensively as they get ready to play the Dodgers in these three games. And thank God for the Cardinals because the Cardinals wound up taking two out of three against the Braves in St. Louis. So the Mets maintain that three-game lead right now in the division as they go into this three-game series with the best team in baseball, the Dodgers. You know, it's certainly not going to be easy. Fortunately, it's home at City Field, if that really means anything. While the crummy, while the Braves are playing the, the crummy uh, Colorado Rockies themselves, and you watch how the Braves are putting nine, ten runs on the board against Colorado every game, that wouldn't surprise me. 
I, I don't want to panic. You know, you got another brilliant performance yesterday by Max Scherzer that got wasted. He gave up one run in seven innings, struck out 11, and winds up losing the game. I mean, that's been happening a little too much lately with Scherzer, where the Mets are, you know, pulling a DeGrom on him, and, you know, he's pitching great, and they're just not scoring any runs. So I'm a little bit concerned here, a little bit concerned about it. I don't want to go crazy, but I, I continue this mantra as the days come off the calendar. What do we got? How many games left for the Mets this year? 32, 33, whatever the number is, 34, whatever. The bottom line on this Mets season, if they are going to win the World Series, as great a year as they have had, if they are going to win the World Series, they have got to win the division. There is no way around it. They got to win the division, and they got to be one of either the first or second seed. Obviously, the first seed is the Dodgers. They're not getting that. You know, they still got, what, a seven, eight game lead in the loss column over the Cardinals? Uh, as far as, uh, you know, having the better record in the division. Because if you're the third place, if you are the lower of the three division winners, you know, with the worst record of the three division winners, you're playing in that wild card crapshoot. So, yeah, I don't think the Mets are going to drop that low. I think they'll be the two seed and and will avoid having to play in that first round. But they got to win the division. There's no way around that. They have to win the freaking division. They got these three games coming up <clears throat> with the Dodgers. You got Taquan Walker pitching on Tuesday. You got DeGrom pitching Wednesday. You got Chris Bassett pitching on Thursday. To me, the Mets got to take at least two out of three here over this Dodger team. Am I concerned? I'm concerned. If you're a Mets fan, you have to be a little concerned here. You, you're kidding yourself if you're not, all right? A little bit. I'd like to see them hit more than they are. There's no question about that. Uh, you know, we'll see. They got Escobar back, although, you know, he wasn't exactly having a great year. Hopefully you'll see Luis Guillaume, you know, sooner than later because they've missed him and his all-around ability utility-wise in the infield. There's no doubt about it. The kid Beatty's done okay. You know, he's hit a couple home runs. He looks like he, he got something with Brett Beatty here as far as he's got a beautiful swing and all of that. There's no doubt about it. I love what, you know, you love what you see from Beatty offensively. He hasn't hit great, but you could see the potential is there. There's no doubt about it. You know, he needs work defensively at third base. There's no question. Every time I hit a ground ball to him, I get a little nervous. So I think he needs work defensively at third base. But, again, the Mets' three-game lead, a little help from the Cardinals over the weekend, fortunately, would have liked to have swept Colorado, uh, but they do get three out of four. Now you got the Dodgers coming in for three, huge series. After that, the schedule really lightens up for the Mets. They play Washington. They play Pittsburgh. They play the Marlins. You know, they got a lot of bad teams coming up. They got, I think they got to go to the West Coast and play Oakland yet, although Oakland just took two out of four from the Yankees out on the West Coast. The Yankees had their problems hitting as well, uh, even though they maintain that eight, nine game lead in the division, whatever it is, as uh, Toronto got swept by the Angels out in Anaheim. So, you know, the Yankees, you know, even though they've been treading water a lot, you know, the second half of the year, we know they had a terrible July and August, still maintain that eight game lead. They're in fine shape as far as them winning the division and, and getting a bye in the first round, uh, you know, even though right now the Astros have a better record. But we'll see what happens. Um, again, it lightens up after the Dodgers series. I need to see them get two out of three against L.A. here. I really do. Uh, you got some – You know, look, the Dodgers are pitching – you know, uh, we know how good their staff is. Every guy the Dodgers are throwing out there right now in this series against the Mets has an ERA of under three. So uh, it's, it's really going to be difficult. You know, one thing I heard today, and I love watching Sports Night in the Morning on 
SNY. Obviously, it's it's done the night before, but every morning at seven o'clock after the Mets rewind, they always have Sports Night, and I watch it. My buddy John Jastrzemski and you know all the different guys that are on there, <clears throat> Sal Licata, you, you know the guys. Anyway, so John Hop is on uh, was on this morning talking about the Dodgers and you know, how Steve Cohen, of course, the Mets owner, wants to you know wants to emulate the Dodgers and wants to have that. You know, that, the kind of success they've had now, sustained success for a number of years. And, you know, uh, Harper, and I love John Harper, he's going on about about the, the Dodger farm system. Well, yeah, the Dodger farm system is terrific. Well, hold on a minute. The three best players on the Dodgers right now, all of them were either signed as a free agent by the Dodgers or traded for by the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman, free agent signing. Mookie Betts, free agent signing. Um, who, uh, Trey Turner. Trade with the Nationals. Really? Really? I didn't exactly see those guys. To me, those are the three best players on the team. None of them came out of the Dodgers system. So I just want to point that out to my buddy John Harper, okay? John, I'm pointing this out to you, okay? Turner, Freeman, and Betts, none of them were developed by the Dodgers. You know how they got those guys? Big Jack, okay? Like Stevie Cohen has. Big Jack, that's what we need. That's how you emulate the Dodgers. Big freaking Jack. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there and mention that to Harper. John, just mentioning, I love you. I do. Okay? But let's let's tell it like it is there. Okay, John? We're getting one of these. Now, I'm going to mention this to people because I know Joey Torriello, Joey Torriello, my good buddy Joey and Clark. We played golf yesterday with Joey, Kenny's Garbaggio. Had a terrific day. Went to Kenny's for a little... Uh, uh, a little barbecue and all after after within Kenny's pool. It was a great, it was a stellar day. Actually played pretty well golf wise. Joey, Joey Clark was was killing the ball. Uh Kenny had the the hole of the day when he uh, pawed one from the sand. He had a sandy paw. He looked like McElroy uh with that. And of course McElroy wound up winning the tour championship over Scotty Scheffler. Congratulations to him. If everybody gets excited about that, I don't. Did win a lot of money, I think eighteen million dollars for Rory. But we had a great day yesterday. But Toriello, Joey, and Clark loves when my wife gets involved and starts laughing at all this different stuff. Joey, you should hear me do before we start the show and I sing and how my wife's laughing. <laughs> she, you think that's pretty? That's pretty freaking comical. But I just, I just wanted to point this out about to Harper again yesterday for all this great farm system. You know, it's the big jack the Dodgers got that is putting them over the top. Let's tell it like it is, and that's what we need to see Stevie Cohen do as well. He's been doing a great job. We obviously, the Mets were having a terrific year. Now, another thing, old-timers day the other day. It was great seeing all these guys. I mean, the Mets had basically everybody out there. David Wright should have been there, but I understand David. You know, he's still a young guy. His career was – he's probably, in his mind, certainly still should be playing at 39 years old. Uh, obviously, the, the back situation really uh, messed him up, cost him about six years of his career. So I understand why he doesn't want to be out there with the old timers, but he should have been anyway. But they did a great job with all the guys that showed up from all the different eras. Uh, terrific job by the Mets, by Jay Horowitz and everybody that wound up putting it together. <coughs> and how about this? <coughs> well, I tell you, I, mean, I love how I like cough for no reason. Does that make it? Does that happen to you? <laughs> for no goddamn reason, you're coughing. It makes me nuts. This is what happens when you don't want to get old. But anyway, we beat that as it may. So, uh, I, I'm, oh yeah, Willie Mays. So they stunningly, the Mets really shocked everybody. They retired Willie Mays' number. 
and I'm all for it. I mean, for what Willie Mays meant for baseball in New York, all the great years with the Giants when they were in New York, obviously his only world championship he won in his career, he won with the Giants in 1954 in New York when they swept the uh, Cleveland, that Cleveland Indian team that won 111 games. No, they weren't the Guardians then. They were the Indians. They won 111 games, and uh, the Giants swept them in four that year. That was the only championship Willie Mays won. He was in, how was he, in four World Series? I guess he was in the, he came up in 51. So I guess he was in that 51 World Series against the Yankees when they lost to the Yankees. Uh, 54 when they won, <clears throat> won it against the Indians. And then, of course, that 1962 team with the San Francisco Giants that lost that classic seven-game series uh, to the Yankees. Willie McCovey lining out to Bobby Richardson uh, with two guys on and a chance to win it in the seventh inning against in the seventh game against Ralph Terry. And then, of course, Willie was part of that 73 Met uh, National League Championship team, even though he wasn't clearly wasn't the same player. Spent those two years with the Mets, but he was on that team that should have beat the Oakland A's. Uh, was up 3-2 and wound up losing the last two games in Oakland. So I have really no problem with Willie number being retired. Put it up there. I really love what Steve Cohen's doing as far as embracing the history of this team. That's all part of it, too. You know, the Siva statue, you know, retiring Jerry Kuzman's number now, retiring uh, Keith Hernandez's number, Willie Mays up there now. Now the next guys that got to go up there, and I know David Wright will eventually. The next guys that got to go up there are Doc and Daryl, okay? And it was great seeing them at Old Times Day. Great. Daryl looks good. Doc doesn't look so great, but whatever. Both of those guys should be up there in the rafters, you know, while they're still walking the earth. So let's hope that uh, Steve, Steve Cohen and the powers that be with the Mets decide to make that move. But great. All four retiring Willie's number. I think it's great. I love it. I love City Field. I love the Siva statue. I love that that is our stadium. It is nobody else's but the New York Mets. I only wish my football team had that. Obviously, they do not, and we'll get to them in a second. But Mets, as we move into a a day off today, tomorrow they start that big three-game series with the Dodgers at home. Like I said, it'll be Taquan Walker, uh, Jacob DeGrom, and, and Chris Bassett pitching the three games. Uh, they have a three-game lead over the Braves right now. Need to get at least two out of three against this Dodger team. And then the schedule will really lighten up with a lot of Washington, a lot of Pittsburgh, a lot of Miami. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. But 82 and 47, 35 games over 500. Everybody in the world would have signed for that as a Met fan before the season started. All right. Beningo, the O the Pain podcast. It is Monday, August 29th. Um, couple things. Let me get my sponsors in here. Let me welcome back the, the people at DraftKings. And we thank them so much for being part of the program again for the second consecutive year as we get ready to go into the NFL season. And remember, everybody, the wait is almost over. A new football season about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. How about this? Bet just 5 bucks on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Come on. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven and you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, 
You get paid instantly even if the team loses. Are you serious? Come on. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code O the pain. That's O H T H E P A I N to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code O the pain only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And again, very pumped up as we get ready. Uh, really, just a, a week from this coming Thursday, the opening night game. And of course, it'll be the defending world champion, LA Rams, against the. Uh, a lot of the team that a lot a lot of people think are going to get to the Super Bowl this year out of the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. So that's going to be uh, pretty good. And then, of course, uh, the opening weekend on Thursday, Jets and the Ravens at home at MetLife. And I'll be at that game. Every My wife will be there. We're all pumped up. Kenny, Joey, everybody. Sunday. Did I say, what did I say, Thursday? Oh, did I say Thursday? My wife. No, Sunday, obviously, September 11th, uh, Jets, Ravens at MetLife. And then uh, the Giants will open in Tennessee against the Titans. So uh, really pumped up for the football season. Now, let me also bring in my guys, Hackensack Brewing Company. Uh, my good buddy, Mike Jones, did a great job at the Paramus Golf Course there the other day. We'll be playing with Mike, a uh, little golf with Mike in Paramus tomorrow. Don't forget, a week from this coming Friday, on next live podcast at the Brewing Company, uh, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 at Hackensack's. Beautiful Fairmont neighborhood. Uh, tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. And it's going to be great. A week from Friday, our next live podcast, of course, is the uh, that Friday night, the opening weekend of the NFL season. It's going to be terrific. J.J. John Jastrzemski will be there. Brian Costello, who covers the Jets for the Post, will be there. Uh, should be uh, a terrific night. And everybody, Mike Jones and TJ and Herb and, and Andre, and they're going to have a new beer. The Oda Payne beer is going to be uh, debuted. It's my one-year anniversary anniversary of the podcast. So it's going to be a very, very, very special night. So you want to check it out. Absolutely. Also, let me uh, not 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 forget my, uh, my son Johnny, my buddy Ari over at the Anita uh, Discount Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go see them. Any problems you got with your car, you need tires, whatever it is, tell them I sent you. They'll take care of you. Anita Discount Tire uh, in Rivervale, New Jersey. Go check it out. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Yankees had a kind of up and down weekend. You know, they they won. They kind of stabilized things after they had beaten Toronto last week, Benintendi with that big home run last Sunday. Then they win the two games against the Mets. They won the first two games against the A's out in Oakland, so a nice little five-game winning streak. And then the last two days basically stopped, stopped hitting and lost twice to Oakland. A bad loss the other night on Saturday night when LeMayu threw the ball away after the Yankees had taken a 2-0 lead in the top of the 10th inning and gave three runs away to Oakland to blow that game Saturday night. They lose yesterday 4-1, to really did not hit against the A's yesterday. But still the Yankees, with all that said, and like I said, even with the problems they had in, in, in uh, July and August, still maintaining that eight-game lead in the American League East. I mean, they're going to coast to winning this division. They've been in control of the division all year, even though they've had a very up-and-down uh, period since the All-Star break. So they play the Angels starting tonight. they got a three-game series out in Anaheim against the Angels. I mentioned the Angels just swept Toronto, so it really helped the Yankees out. <clears throat> Didn't really hurt the Yankees, even though they lost uh, those two games to the A's. So uh, we'll see where they go from here. 
But, you know, LeMayu, since he came back from his injury, has not hit. Uh, uh, Rizzo, uh, who, who had a big play yesterday, we tripped over second base when he should have uh, a first base rounded first, trying to get the uh, a double and wound up uh, getting only a single. But Rizzo really hasn't hit since he's come back off the DL. So, uh, IL. It's not the DL. No more DL. Can't say D. Got to say I. Okay? No D. I. Not disabled. It's the injury list. Don't forget. And Rizzo has not really hit since he's come back from that. But nevertheless, Yankees in very good shape. You know they're going to win the division. You know they're going to get a first round by. And then it's all going to come down to what the Yankees do in the playoffs. And the other thing is, Aaron Judge sitting at 49 home runs as uh, he tries to eclipse. He needs 12 more to tie Roger Maris's Yankee record with 61. He needs 13 more to break the record uh, of Roger Maris for home runs by a Yankee. I'm sorry, Barry Bonds still holds the record for most home runs in a season with 73. Sorry. Sorry, all you uh, steroid guy, uh, non-steroid people out there, whatever you want to call it, you know, the holier-than-now crowd, you know what I mean. Barry Bonds holds the record. Sorry. Barry, Bond, Barry Bonds holds the record for a season. Barry Bonds holds the record for a career. Case freaking closed. But we will see whether or not Aaron Judge winds up, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, breaking that record by Roger Maris. We'll see. Anyway. All right. Vidingo, the Yoda Payne podcast. Now, the Jets played the Giants yesterday, the final preseason game of the year. The Jets won it 31 to 27. I don't care. I absolutely don't give a damn. You know, you could talk all you want about what happened yesterday. Joe Flacco didn't look good. The Jet offense didn't look good against the Giants' third-string defense. You know, they turned it over a couple times. Flacco had a terrible interception that was returned for a touchdown against them. Uh, uh, Number one. Number two, Michael Carter, the running back, had a big fumble that cost them. They didn't look good. But who? But I don't care. It's the first time you saw the offensive line intact. You know, everybody, Brown, Vera Tucker, McGovern, Tomlinson, and Fant. I, oh, they played. Yeah, big deal. The Jets went 3-0 and in the preseason. Does anybody care about that? Does anybody give a flying rat's tail that the Jets were 3-0 and in the preseason? I don't care. It means nothing. What happens in the preseason means squat. Squat, big deal, big deal. Don't forget, remember 1992 when the Jets actually played five preseason games? Remember that? Five. They won them all. Browning Nagel was the quarterback. Everybody was going nuts. This rookie, oh, he's tremendous. Browning Nagel. (laughs) Jets won all preseason games. Look out, 5-0. and Yeah. You know how many games they won in a regular season? Four. (laughs) 1992, four. Four 4-12. Browning Nagel turned out to be a disaster. Okay? All right. Let's not forget. Let me just point. I just, let me point that out. All right. So if anybody gets nuts that they won three, all three preseason games, big deal. And how about yesterday? Denzel Mims has his breakout game. What did he catch? Like seven passes for 102 yards and a touchdown. And I'm supposed to get excited. Oh, Denzel Mims. Oh, he was just asking for a trade. Now look at him. He's playing like Jerry Rice, right? Oh, come on. He's Randy Moss. Oh, give me a break. This guy, get him out. Maybe now, when you trade him now, instead of getting maybe a 14th round pick for him, you can get like a 10th round pick. <laughs> of course, the draft only goes seven rounds. Please, get this guy out of here, Mims. I'm tired of, tired of his act. Yeah, now, 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 oh, let me play now. I think I'll play now. 
And I'm supposed to get pumped up because he he has his big day against the Giants' fourth-team defense. Like, that means something to me. All right? Give me a break. Come on. This guy, he's another one. I, I, uh... But I, I, it, none of this matters to me as a Jet fan. The preseason means nothing. You know, you could talk to me. Oh, you, you know, all the Jet fans are getting upset. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm this. This guy looks terrible. This guy, you know, uh, the kid Michael Clemens looks pretty good. That fourth round draft choice that basically wiped out Tyrod Daly yesterday. Oh my God, <laughs> knocked him out of the game. He looks pretty good. This guy Clemens, but we'll see what happens when the season starts. And you know, the over under is five and a half. You're going to tell me the Jet over under is five and a half. You're telling me the Jets aren't winning six games this year? What? If the Jets don't win six games this year, okay, then I'm Robert Salah's out of here. I mean, you tell him if this team goes five and twelve, all right? You telling me Robert Salah and the coaching staff is back? Really? Give me a break. You got to bet the over. If this team, I, I, this team, I want to see, I want a winning season. All right. I know a lot of the guys on the team are talking playoffs, and why not? Why the hell not? They got, I'm telling you, opening day against the Ravens. I, I want to win that. They better win that game. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to. I I don't want to see another typical jet piece of shit loss. I'm sorry. I'm tired of it. You know, I could. Can't you see it now? Right? Jet, oh, they're up by like two touchdowns, and they wind to find a way to blow the game at the end. Right? Like, I can't just see the Ravens kicking a game-winning field goal with no time left, and oh, the Jets lose uh, 23 to you know 23-21. Can't you see that? Of course. Of course you can. And I'm sick and tired of it. I don't want I, I don't want to hear that no more. They got to win games. I don't care who the quarterback is. Joe Flacco, Mike White, this Stradler guy, whatever the hell his name. Not that it's going to be him. Zach Wilson. I don't care. I want to win. I want to win. Win. There's no gray area anymore. There's no moral victories anymore. If they don't win six games... And if they go six and eleven, that's a disaster too. The over under is five and a half. You tell, and I understand. I get it. The AFC is a powerhouse. I get it. I get it. They're in a very tough division. Buffalo may be the best team in the conference. I get it. You still got the Patriots there, although I don't see how the Patriots are the same team anymore. I get it. Miami's there. All the Dolphin fans are delirious. How great they're going to be. I get it. All right. I get it that they got to play, you know, all these, they're tough. They start out with the AFC uh, North. You got to play the Ravens. Oh, my God, Lamar Jackson. He's overrated. Lamar Jackson, give me a break. You know, all right. They play the Browns after that. There's no Deshaun Watson. Okay, all right. Then they play the Bengals. Remember, they did beat the Bengals last year, even though they wound up going to the Super Bowl. Then they play in Pittsburgh. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear how tough the schedule is. All right? It's crap. I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing all this garbage. I really am. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. This team needs to win. You know, you got to play the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I I, I understand. All these tough games in the AFC, I understand. All right? This this team, it's time to win football games. You know, 5-12 and isn't cutting it. 6-11 and isn't cutting it. 7-10 and isn't cutting it. 8-9 and isn't cutting it. It's time to freaking have a winning damn year and show me something going forward here. And I'm going to say it again. If they don't win, over under five and a half, if they don't win six games, Sal is gone. I want him out. I want him out. 
I'm, I'm tired of the propaganda. I'm tired of the nonsense. I'm tired of the Jet fans drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, we're going to have this great team. They better have a goddamn good team. With the draft that they had, with the draft they had last year, with the free agent signing they did this year, you can't sell me another disastrous five, six-win season. You can not sell me that. Day one, Ravens, MetLife, win the damn football game. That game is going to set the tone for what the Jets are going to be this year. And there's no reason they can't win it. I've said this a million times. I know everybody loves the Ravens. Oh, Lamar, he's so great. Please. The best thing, the only thing Lamar Jackson could do is run the football, okay? He's never beaten you sitting in the pocket. Ray Lewis isn't there anymore. Ed Reed's not there anymore, you know? The Sam Adamses, the Tony Saragusas, these guys are not there anymore, okay? This is not the team that they used to be, a two-time Super Bowl championship team. Joe Flacco's not the quarterback anymore, all right? You know what team he's on, all right? I want to win. I'm sick of it. Win. That's it. Win, win, win. 3-0 preseason doesn't mean a hill of beans. Whatever you saw in the preseason mean doesn't mean a hill of beans. It starts next Sunday, beat the Ravens, beat the Browns, and then we'll see what happens. And if you got a quarterback controversy after that, if Flacco's really playing well and they are 2-0, well, we'll deal with that when the time comes. I want to win. I don't give a damn who the quarterback is, okay? Flacco, White, Wilson, it doesn't matter. All right. Joe Beningo, the Oda Payne Podcast. I want to thank my wife for doing a brilliant job she does. I want to thank my daughter, Erin, for doing a brilliant job she does. I want to thank everybody, all the sponsors. Thank again, uh, DraftKings, for being back with us for another year. Uh, Hackensack Brewing Company, Anita Discount Tire. Everybody have a great, great day. Great week. Enjoy the weather, the last real week of the summer as we go into Labor Day. I'll talk to you Friday. All the love.